This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Junkyard Dogcast, everybody. I'm Jay Grow with Dogs 24-7. With me, Rusty Mansell, also of Dogs 24-7. Kip is uh, he's globetrotting. Kip's on a road trip, taking a little time off. Good for him. Hope he's having a really good time. But we're going to hold it down for you today, and we're previewing G-Day. Um, it's a uh, it's going to be a, um, a, a, an experience that, that fans haven't had here in a couple years. Um, it's going to be that football fix, that spring football fix that was missing in the 2020 season. Um, it's been a tumultuous spring to this point, um, some injuries and, and things of that nature. But Rusty and I are going to preview what we expect to see out of the G-Day game, who what we're going to be watching. We're going to talk a little bit of recruiting out of the G-Day game, talk a little bit about Georgia's 2022 class in general. And, uh, you know, Nick Chubb's uh, version of the Flutie Flakes. Uh, Nick Chubb's got a little something going on uh, up there in Cleveland, and we're going to talk about that. But, Rusty, bare bones, straight to the point, what are you expecting from G-Day? What does a good G-Day look like for you? Uh, I, everybody, it is uh, healthy, healthy G-Day. Fans, uh, you, know, you want to see the you want to see Georgia leave as a healthy team, no injuries. Can't have anything, obviously don't anything to wide receiver position. You want these kids to get some reps. You want to see the younger guys. But, you know, I was thinking about it last night, Jake. I think people, because I did several interviews yesterday, a couple of radio spots about it, and I think people have a different appreciation. When you don't have a G-Day, when you don't have one, and you lose that, that's kind of a low-key, you get to take your kid. That's a very kind of laid back, just a Georgia Bulldog fan weekend. You're not worried about wins and losses. You're just in Sanford Stadium. You're in Athens. You're enjoying it. I think people are going to be a lot more appreciative of, 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 of a spring game and not dig so much into, you know, we, we, we're we on that side where people, you know, kind of gripe about we didn't see enough of this. Or we didn't see enough of that. Or they were very vanilla. I think people are going to appreciate Jake just being in Sanford Stadium, have some environment. And, and finishing off the spring, going into the summer uh, with a lot of momentum. Uh, we'll talk about the recruiting momentum, but, you know, you got a lot of key pieces back, and it starts at quarterback, and a lot of key pieces back in some spots, transfers coming in. So there's a good bit of buzz about this team, but I think fans are going to be in, in as well. You know, I'm, go, I'm not going to go. I'm going to get to watch games uh, all day and kind of watch, um, you know, the SEC Plus, whatever that network is going to be this weekend. But 
I think appreciation for the game is going to be something that Georgia fans are really going to consume this weekend, just happy to be there and sit in the stadium. Yeah, I think so too, Rusty. And and I think it comes down to, um, like I said earlier, that football fix, that idea that, man, you Georgia fans went from January 1st to September without even seeing the team, other than the little videos that uh, that, that are put out on social media. But this year they're going to get an actual opportunity to spend a couple hours watching a spring game. And listen, I think we'll quickly be reminded that spring games are always maybe a little too hyped up. Um, you know, they, there's, there's always a little buzz in the stadium. Um, you know, there's not going to be a ton of people there, but there's always a little buzz, but you know, just the format of it and knowing that there's no real winner or loser and nothing really on the line, you know, the, the G day games tend to kind of not have a ton of buzz, uh, or not, not, not be super entertaining, I would say. But I think we're going to quickly learn that. But but ultimately, I think it's also also just going to come down to, hey, Georgia fans aren't going to go eight nine months without seeing their team in action, and that's important. And uh, and then that's important for me as a media member. Like I mean, I I went just as long as they did last year without seeing them in action, and and uh, you know there was a lot I didn't know about that team, and there was a lot of things I had to learn about that team going through. And I think just one opportunity to watch them for a couple hours could kind of teach you a lot. You know, I, I'm with you, Rusty, on a successful G-Day. I think it starts with staying healthy. Um, you know, I also think a successful G-Day looks like the offense winning the day because we've heard the offense has won and been ahead all spring. I think you want to see that on the field. There are a lot of Georgia fans out there, and I don't think you can blame them, who have this idea. They have this, this, this show-me mentality regarding the offense, regarding any changes or, or any improvements because, you know, things have just kind of been up and down for Georgia offensively the last couple of years. And I think that, that, you know, there's some optimism, there's some hope, but I also think folks just want to see it. And, and I think that starts at the bare minimum with the offense being ahead of the defense at G-Day. And it should be, you know, even – and I think it's even more encouraging when you look at the p- potential – you know, guys out with injury at receiver. You know, George Pickens is definitely out. Jermaine Burton's, Burton is almost definitely out. Uh, you know, Justin Robinson, very good chance he's limited in the game or doesn't participate. Um, you know, so when you start to look at the guys who will miss it, if the offense could come out without those weapons and have a good day, I think that's, you know, going to give some people some optimism because the the area where you expect Georgia to grow the most between now and the start of the 2021-21 season is uh, is on the defensive side of the ball. Rusty, is there any particular player or any particular position group you're really watching? Let me ask you something, Jake. As far as coverage-wise, you guys will be in the stadium, right? Yep, we will be. And you get to do – so the players, after the thing, you'll you'll still be Zooming those guys, correct? Yep, that's the, that's it. Okay. What, what What's your gut feel on the fall? I mean, you guys going to get back in one day a week? You think – I saw where LSU allows their media in one day a week, 15 minutes viewing. Um, obviously, Kirby locks things down, but it, but 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 going into the butts mirror and actually standing in front of these kids on a Tuesday night like you did for many, many years, what's your gut feeling there in the fall? You know, I, I, my gut feeling is we're going to get something. I don't know what it's going to be, but I, I believe we'll get something. You know, one of the one of the things that that didn't that actually got better under Kirby from, from transitioning from, from Rick to Kirby was that, you know, 
Rick used to only allow two days a week for us to see any practice, and it was still the same periods that we saw with Kirby. Well, Kirby had us in on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So that was pretty cool, you know, being able to see, you know, to start the week and to getting towards the middle of the week, who's available, who's not, who's working here, who's working there. I don't think Georgia's going to completely shut it down, but I do believe this is going to be a little bit of an excuse to kind of limit access, uh, viewing access a little bit more. Um, personally, I would love a mix of kind of the way they've been doing it and the way we used to do it. Whereas, you know, yeah, maybe we do media day on Monday via Zoom whenever it was more of a structured interview environment, whenever, you know, everybody would kind of pile into the, to the uh, you know, to the first floor um, meeting room and, and we would all sit in there and kind of shoulder to shoulder and, and do a press conference. I, I would love to do that via Zoom and maybe, you know, have Tuesday where we can see practice, stick around, and uh, and talk to Kirby after kind of a free forum type deal where uh, where you know it's mainly just beat writers. It's more conversational. I really, to be honest with you, miss talking to the players in person more than anything because it was an opportunity to have a conversation with those guys and to fo ask follow up questions and just kind of see where things might lead. And it's really tough to do that via Zoom. But my gut, Rusty, is that we're going to get something. And and like like I said, I don't know if that's going to be you know, a, you know, Tuesday or whatever. I, I, I do hope that it's a hybrid model though, because I think there's a lot that can be said for, for, you know, the way things are done and, 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 you know, not having to play that waiting game up there a lot of times for practice to end and things like that. But I, I think we'll get a little something and I do hope we get to see some practice. Well, getting back to your question, I'm just curious on that because, <clears throat> you know, I'm hoping that uh, in the fall we're open up to be able to be on the sideline and, and get the pictures and kind of get the vibe. It's kind of a, it's kind of a thing for me. We have a photographer we always use, but I always go as a backup guy. It's kind of that vibe, what's going on when you're in the stadium, that kind of deal. So getting back to the original question, you know, a player, that, you know, who am I looking for? Nolan Smith's a guy. Uh, I've known Nolan since he was an eighth grader. I had him in MVP camp at Central Gwinnett High. Actually, was Shiloh High School as an eighth grader. First time I ever met him. And I think that Nolan Smith, this is a year for him to turn the corner. He's waited his turn. Um, you know, he's 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 played behind some very talented guys. One of them's going to be a first-round draft pick here, most likely in a couple of weeks, with Aziz Ojolari and those guys. Uh, I think Nolan Smith's a guy that I want to see turn the corner because I think Nolan's a guy that can play every down. Um, Obviously, Adam Anderson's a kid I know personally from Rome, and we all know what Adam Anderson is. He is elite, elite speed off the edge and um, can cover, do all those things well. But I think Nolan's a guy that can stay in there on rundowns. You know, he's a physical kid. He's not the tallest kid, uh, but his ability to be an athletic, he's just a guy that I really, as my dog shakes off here, um, I really think he's a guy that, um, that Georgia needs to take a step forward. He had a high ranking on 24-7 sports. You know, I, I never got involved in Nolan's ranking. Never once got involved. He was a legitimate, for everybody, top three player, regardless of who, what area you were from. And had a great week, uh, all-star-wise, and those types of things. So, I just think Nolan's a guy that I'm interested in and see what type, see what you see out of him this weekend and, and moving forward. Is he going to be the guy that we all kind of thought he was coming out of high school? That's a really good one. That is that is a fantastic one, and I I agree with it. Um, one thing to kind of piggyback off that, Rusty, 
I'm going to go ahead and warn Georgia fans. Um, if you see Adam Anderson playing a lot of star in the spring game, I've had this thought. Please don't freak out. Please don't get the impression that Georgia's trying to turn Adam Anderson into a defensive back and he's never going to rush the quarterback again because what they're going to do and what they very well could do, I'm not going to say what they're going to do, but what they could do is they're going to try to put Adam Anderson in some very uncomfortable situations for him to allow him to grow as a football player. And as a result, probably help themselves get a few more plays off in the passing game offensively and, and work him probably a star. I've, I've had this feeling for weeks, Rusty. Do you see that coming? Because I, I, I don't know why. It's just something that I know how Kirby operates with things like that. And it's something I could totally see, and I can totally see people overreacting to it. Yeah. So it, it, what, what do you think about that? You know, you look at Leonard Floyd. You remember that Clemson game when they, they had him lined up out there that first game? Uh, I believe it was Jeremy Pruitt's first game as a D.C. Uh, and they had him lined up out there and, and, and doing different things and showing his athleticism and very similar build, uh, Adam Anderson, Leonard Floyd. When it's set, when it, when it comes time to, to, to make a play and to put your best player in position, Adam Anderson is going to be rushing the passer. You know, Adam's a guy that needed to gain weight and he struggled at times. We, we've, we've heard his weight is up again, uh, which is good. And, but when you watch him bend and particularly the Auburn game, what he did to their tackles, him and Aziz Ojalara used to scare me because they both would be so low coming back there. I always worried they were going to hit head to head uh, as they race by, but he can play. And, and there's going to be people questioning what are we doing with him philosophy wise, those types of things. But Adam Anderson, when it boils down to it in the fall, when Georgia needs to have their best 11 on the field, that guy's going to be rushing the passer. And he is an absolute nightmare on a passing down when he can pin his ears back. And that's why Adam Anderson probably is going to have a long NFL career barring any type of injury when he can, because it's such a passing league, when he can pin his ears back and go, I mean, this kid is going to test off the charts as well in a workout. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I just, I can see it now though. Yeah. With the, the, the work that they've put in with him at star, throw sure. him out there, throw him to the wolves, let him get out there and struggle some in coverage, you know, help themselves as an offense, maybe get some plays off there. I mean, I know they're going to want to challenge some of the offense line. He's going to rush the passer. But I can just see fans now, those that, you know, want to see Adam Anderson go out there and get 15 sacks this year, they're going to say, you know, they're going to have a lot of choice words about him playing there. I'm with you. 150% Adam Anderson's going to be rushing the passer this fall. And he's going to have more pass rushing snaps than he did last year. And I think he's going to put up big numbers, and I'm super high on him. I also think Nolan Smith's going to have a big year. The, there are a couple of guys, Rusty, that I'm really watching. I'm going to give you one on offense and one on defense. Um, the one on offense that I'm watching is, you know, and this was tough because it's, there were a few guys I wanted to see. Uh, but I, I'm interested to see Brock Bowers in person. Um, I'm just interested to see, you know, what all the buzz is about. I mean, I guess you could put a Donnie Mitchell in there right with there with him because both of them have had really good springs as freshmen. Um I just – I really want to size both of them up. I just want to see what they look like down on the field in pads and how they kind of 
stack up to the guys they're going to be playing with and, and from a physical standpoint. Um, and then defensively, um, Ryan Davis. Uh, you know, Ryan Davis has been banged up since he's been at Georgia. He finally got healthy last year, started to play toward the end of last year. Kirby Smart kind of gushed about him here recently. I, I'm interested to see what Ryan Davis brings to the table because Georgia needs – Georgia needs to kind of get that pipeline starting to fill up it, it, as far as guys who are ready to play inside linebacker. Tresman Marshall's uh, and is limited this spring. So is N'Kobe Dean, with both of them with shoulder injuries. You've got Channing Tindall and Quay Walker kind of running the show uh, with that first-team defense. And I, I think Ryan Davis has a golden opportunity to kind of step up there. Uh, Rusty, let's take a break here real quick. And uh, then on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about G-Day. We'll get into recruiting and, and then talk about some Nick Chubb. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, Rusty. Um, in, terms of, in terms of kind of what kind of game you expect, do you do you think this is going to come down to and and I guess I shouldn't say come down to is this going to be a result that we've seen before out of G Day? You expect an air show because that's you know for all of the talk of Kirby Smart want to be conservative and, and play the ground game, all of the G Day games thus far have been real pass happy. You think that's going to continue? What the weather's like? You know, I, I, I hate to even kind of bring it up, but it says like the, the the rain forecast is getting a little bit more as we get closer so you know you try to worry about those types of things but you know I've kind of learned um a while ago you just don't put a ton of of emphasis on what you see because we both know Kirby Smart Kirby Smart is not going to show Clemson anything anything remotely that could help them um for this for scouting report, they're going to show them some things, but they're not going to, it's just going to be a vanilla type deal. Now that doesn't mean they can't throw the ball. Um, but, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm just kind of, you know, I don't know what to expect. The weather could really kind of unfortunately dictate what happens there, but um, you know, you'll see guys slinging around some and uh, I fully anticipate everything I've heard from practices. Same thing you've heard. You better be Gardnerian Smith. Because those those quarterbacks are they know that he can run by. So if they're gonna be some deep shots, I guarantee you this. I guarantee you Arian Smith gets two deep shots in this game. It may not, they may not hit, but there's gonna be two times in this game that they're gonna catch him on a fly and just throw it as far as you can and see if he can run underneath it. So, you know, it, it is what it is. You just kind of put stock into I want to see Kendall Milton as well. You know, every, all the buzz we've heard about him and uh, you know, who's playing left tackle, who's 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 the second string offensive line. I heard a lot about, I heard a lot about Tate Ratledge. I mean, 
you know, there's, there, there's still stuff to watch here and you see your team and, you know, what I love about our site and, you know, the industry we're in with the fans we're in next week, we're going to have about nine breakdowns of this game. Every single play, uh, we're going to have somebody break down what they saw, who they're disappointed in and those types of things. So, um, you know, it's just the next step spring game. Let's get through it, enjoy it and uh, watch it and get ready for the season to start. There's no doubt about it. That's one thing I love about the junkyard. You're going to have nine, maybe conservative. It may be more like 15 um, because you'll have one guy come in and break it down. And then you'll have another come in and break it down themselves and disagree with them. And then comes the debate. And uh, it's just, it's just awesome. It's awesome to talk football like that. It's awesome to see everybody's different opinion. Um, oftentimes I, especially after games in the fall, I read the junkyard and it, it, it helps me know what to look for whenever I do an X's and O's uh, thing that I do every week during the fall where we break down um, the game, basically the 10 plays that really stand out to us. Um, and uh, we do it in gift form and then write about them. Uh, but I use that as a guide a lot of times just to see kind of, hey, I want to go back and visit this and, and this specific player, this this player, and kind of keep a closer eye on them. So that's definitely going to be there. I expect it to be pass happy, but but maybe not quite as much as it is and was in the past because I think you got to balance challenging those young defensive backs without maybe destroying them, um, you know, because I, th I think that – uh, you know, I don't necessarily think they're going to get destroyed anyway, but if they're getting lit up pretty good, you may see them pull off the gas a little bit, um, you know, and then consequently, if they're playing really well, you may see them keep going after them and uh, keep challenging them because, you know, Kirby has talked about how much of an emphasis the staff has placed on on getting those guys challenged and giving them over and over one-on-one -on -one reps and 11-on-11 and, and 11 11 reps down the field and, you know, challenging them a lot, lot more than they'll be challenged in a real game. Um, that way they can kind of get them as ready as possible. Rusty, let's talk about the recruiting aspect of this game. I mean, uh, about this G-Day game. How, how much do you expect this to have an impact on recruiting? How many guys do you expect to see in town? Because we know Christian Miller uh, put on Facebook – I'm sorry, put on uh, Twitter that he's going to be in town for G-Day, the four-star defensive tackle out of Cedar Grove High School. You expect anybody else to be there? Yeah, well, you know, you see Jalen Walker tweet. He's going to be there. Uh, talk to uh, C.J. Washington. He's going to be there. Uh, talk to a couple of 2024. So, there's going to be some guys there. Obviously, they can't be on the field, can't meet with the coaches, but they can be in the uh, crowd. And, um, you know, it's a tough situation for Georgia because they can't open that thing up. There were very few tickets left. Um, that sounds, sounds like they released some yesterday, and that's where some of the recruits – uh, snacked up some uh, that's, that shouldn't surprise you. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a little bit bigger. I mean, I, I wasn't sure who was going to be there, you know, but it sounds like they're going to maybe, there may be some kids there that I'm going to have to work on today and I should have an updated list on the junkyard as soon as possible. But it always is a good thing. You can, you can show, showcase your program in front of recruits and have a, you know, really, you know, even with a, a limited capacity atmosphere in Sanford Stadium. Uh, it should be a good one. And, again, you know, if weather holds off fine, it should be a really good day for Saturday. Yeah, and and it's just a good opportunity to kind of put your put your team on display, um, you know, because Georgia, unlike a lot of programs, didn't really offer any practice access or, or any, uh, you know, Facebook Live or any live streaming of practice. And so, um, you know, this will be not just fans and, and media's first chance to really see the team. It's going to be recruits' first chance to see the team. 
Also want to point out, Georgia is number one now in the 24-7 sports composite team rankings. Uh, industry updates have moved Georgia to number one. I believe Brett Thorson, while it's not yet showing up officially, has also gotten a ranking, the, the punter out of Australia. And that's moved Georgia with 12 commitments ahead of Ohio State, which has 11 commitments. So Georgia sits at number one now with a very small, less than two-point lead. Um, so that's, I guess, worth noting. And Georgia also has the nation's number one recruiter in Dan Lanning, who has had a hand in seven of Georgia's 12 commitments. So that's worth pointing out as well. And then also, Rusty, before we close this thing up, um, how quickly once this thing gets this thing gets launched, are you going to buy a box of uh, Chub Crunch? Well, if Nick don't text me back about it, he's probably going to, he's probably going to have his ranking dropped a little bit. So I'm just giving you a hedge for listening. Nick text him last night, usually gets right back to me, uh, but I haven't heard anything back, but I'm definitely getting a box of that. Definitely want that autographed and, and, and put up in the office. So it's a great thing. Doesn't surprise me what Nick's doing. Um, you know, very low key guy and, you know, heard some stuff off the field about him recently. Some of the stuff, some of the products, he has turned down. I'm not getting his business, but I've heard it from several people. Some of the products he's turned down endorsement deals because he just doesn't want his name tied to it. Um, it just tells you more and more about who this guy is. And, um, you know, just, just, a um, you know, phenomenal person here in Cedartown working out. He works out at the high school every day with the high school kids and trains the same guy that's trained him. And, you know, uh, I hope he gets paid. I think he will get paid. That's coming up soon. We'll see if they franchise him and maybe next year or whatever, but he, he's going to get, I don't know that he'll ever get Todd Gurley or, um, you know, that, that type of money uh, that Gurley got from the Rams, but I fully anticipate that Nick Chubb's going to get paid well. And he, man, he damn sure deserves it. And everybody that comes in contact with him or knows him, I don't care who you're a fan of. I don't care who you're a fan of. Um, you, know, you know, you should be rooting for Nick Chubb because he is everything that is right in college football, we're not going to dig into that, but when the allegations or the, the recordings came out with Rush Probst, and when Rush Probst mentioned Nick Chubb's name, I knew right then they had no base because I know everything about this kid, uh, background on him, his family, you know, everything that he's gone through. And for Nick Chubb to come out on Twitter immediately and say something that says all you need to know about that situation, but that but it also tells you that he cares about uh, you know, his reputation that he's worked hard to get to where he is and nobody's going to take that away from him or something like that. You know, what's funny about that, Rusty, is you were a lot closer to his recruitment than I was proximity-wise, knowing Nick. You knew Nick for longer. Sure. You'd been in the industry longer. You knew more people around him. I didn't know him near as well as you did, and you and I covered him from different angles. Like, we weren't even working together at the time. Um, uh, I remember running into you uh, or, you know, talking with you at his announcement there, that hot, hot high school gym oh, yeah. whenever he made it. But even as somebody who was probably 40% or half as close to Nick Chubb to you as I was, I mean, as, as I was, as you were, but I knew all those things, you know, it was, it was that transparent that, that he's that kind of guy, you know, is that transparent that he's just different. He's cut from a different cloth. He, yep. he just, he just kind of has this way about him that, it's like it's not necessarily that it's like no flash. It's just it's no desire for flash. No, and he could be as flashy as he wanted to be. He could be Nick Chubb brand manager. He's probably losing money every single day by not you know being more of a me guy. 
but he's just got a way he wants to do things. And and I tell you what, it it's apparent that that he's he's different and and that that it works because it just takes him no time to kind of endear himself to to fans to to the fans that root for him. I mean, you know, I talk to fans from other schools all the time that'll tell you, you know, listen, I, I've got all the respect in the world for Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's amazing and all this stuff. You know, obviously Georgia fans love him, Cleveland fans. I look up I, – I Google his name about a couple times a week just to kind of read articles, and I, I search his name on Twitter just to kind of see what people are saying about him because everybody loves the guy. And it's – there's just not – it's just rare in today's, in today's world where you can't really fault a guy for anything. I don't know that I probably may have never even told this story, but right before Georgia reported his senior year, so that was 2017, August, he called me one day, which was kind of rare. You know, we'll talk once a year. I mean, once he was in college, I, we didn't have that type of relationship. Called me one day is on an afternoon, Wednesday afternoon or something like that, right before they had to go back to camp. And he said, Mr. Mansell, are you home? And I said, yeah. And he said, hey, come in. Cause I, I mean, I live literally 10 minutes from him. So he said, Hey, I want to stop by for a second. And I'm thinking, okay. I mean, this is a five 30 in the afternoon deal. Nick Chubb pulls up in my driveway in my house and gets out and basically tells me, thank you for everything, for covering him, uh, for, you know, helping get him selected into the army game at the time. I mean, this is four years into his, his career. And, you know, my wife and kids come outside like, well, you know, they, he, he takes pictures with them, you know, and honest to God, the guy pulled up and just to personally thank me for covering him. I said, Nick, that is my job, man. You know, it's been a pleasure. I hope you have the greatest year, you know, career ever, you know, because it's different when you know a person like that, and you know, his mom and brother and his trainer and everybody he works with. But, you know, that's the type of that's the type of stories you never hear. I mean, the guy just literally pulls up in my house to just thank me four years later and he didn't have to, you know, so. I'm telling you, that guy is a different dude. Yeah, having to do something's never really meant anything to to Nick Chubb. I, I such a self starter, such a good guy. I don't think that um, you know he's ever really had to do anything. He he kind of does it before he has to, and that's just kind of the way he's put you know built. And listen, Sonny Michelle right there on the same plane in terms of good human beings, and that's why. That's why when that season and everything came about during that season and knowing Davin Bellamy and Lorenzo Carter the way I did and Roquan Smith the way I did from their recruitments, that's why, you know, one of the biggest reasons why late in that season when everybody was talking about playing with house money, I was like, I don't know, guys. You know, there, there's some rare dudes on this team. There's some there's some impressive young men on this team that are kind of leading the way to this thing. And, uh, you know, you we, we've definitely seen how much they meant to UGA and how much success they've had since moving on. Uh, but, guys, keep your eye on G-Day 2 p.m. Saturday, ESPN Network – I mean, sorry, SEC Network Plus. I'm pretty sure that's streaming only. I'm sure a lot of you people that are smarter than me can find a way to get it onto your TVs. Um, luckily, I don't have to do that. I'll be in the press box, thank goodness, and, uh, and being able to, you know, get a chance to watch it. I hope it stays dry. Hope it's entertaining and hope you all enjoy it. And we'll have plenty to talk about once it's over and when we come back to you next week. But for this episode of the Junkyard Dogcast, I'm Jake Rowe from Dogs 24-7. He's Rusty Mansell from the same place. And you guys take it easy.
Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 